This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Last night, the city council in Tacoma, Washington, met to hold a vote on a new gun measure. The city had been experiencing an uptick in gun violence, and Tacoma was trying to do something about it. I'd like to call to order the city council meeting of October 29th. The measure that the city council was going to vote on, it was a $25 tax on gun sales and a few cents tax on ammunition. This one vote drew a ton of people to the meeting. It's really great to see the chamber so packed and see people in Tacoma so passionate about issues that we face, no matter what side of the issue that you're on. But it does mean that the NRA and gun control groups had encouraged their members to go. But at the last minute, the city council pushed the vote till November. Well, it's an incredibly urgent issue. We want to make sure we get the language accurate. If the gun tax gets approved, Tacoma would become one of the few places in the country to pass this sort of tax. But the measure is hotly debated because there are big questions about what it would do. Will it help curb gun violence? Or will it unfairly restrict the Second Amendment? Today on the show, a new front in the battle over guns, the gun tax. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. And I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Wednesday, October 30th. Taxing gun sales at the local level is a fairly new idea. The first local government to try it was Cook County in Illinois. This was back in 2013. In that year, Chicago, the biggest city in Cook County, was dealing with a particularly brutal spate of gun violence. A grim milestone for the city of Chicago. Police say there has now been 500 homicides this year. The 500th victim, an alleged gang member, was killed Thursday night. There were Local officials were desperate for a way to reduce crime. They threw everything at the wall. A ban on gun shops, a gun registry program, a handgun ban, and a gun tax. What's interesting is that In the past decade or so, a lot of those laws have been struck down by the courts. But one that has survived is this tax on guns. It's $25 tax on guns. Zusha Ellenson covers guns. And Zusha says gun control advocates around the country were watching Chicago closely because this tax was something of a breakthrough. And the idea began to spread. In 2015, Seattle rolled out its own gun tax. And so I think Seattle looked at that and they thought, well, maybe we can do that here. The guy who was behind it there was a guy named Tim Burgess, who is a city councilman. And he was interested in funding gun violence research at the local hospital there, as well as some really interesting intervention programs. And he thought the best way to do that was to tax guns. He views it sort of like a cigarette tax where you're taxing what he looks at as a dangerous product that should pay for the consequences of its use. Advocates said that the tax was meant to address gun violence. But after it passed in Seattle, pro-gun groups argued that the tax was trying to do more than that, 
They said it was meant to undercut the state's laws about gun rights. And that's something the gun rights groups have made sure cities cannot do on their own. So over the past three or four decades, a lot of states have passed what are called preemption laws. And this means that local governments cannot pass their own gun laws. So the state can pass them, but local governments like cities and towns can't. Washington has one of the strictest uh, prohibitions on local cities passing gun laws. So when Seattle comes and passes their gun tax, pro-gun groups, you got the NRA, you got the uh, Gun Industry Association, which is called the National Shooting Sports Foundation, and you have a third organization up there called the Second Amendment Foundation. They immediately sue over this tax. And they say, hey, this is not really a tax. You're just enacting some local gun control, which is totally not allowed. So it goes through the courts, goes all the way up to the state Supreme Court. And the state Supreme Court hands Seattle a big win. They say, no, this is a tax to raise revenue for public benefit, not a gun control law. The fact that the Supreme Court had upheld Seattle's gun tax showed cities that they have at least one avenue to do something on gun control. But data shows that Seattle's gun tax might not actually work in the way advocates thought it would. They predicted that the tax would bring in three hundred dollars to $500,000. In fact, it did not. It has brought in a lot less. In 2018, it brought in $77,642, so much, much less than anticipated. And the reason is, is that most of the gun stores just moved out of Seattle. That seems like a significant amount of gun sales that moved out of Seattle. Yeah, um, most of the major gun stores have moved. We spoke with one of the owners of a shop called Precise Shooter, And he, as soon as the tax passed muster with the state Supreme Court, he moved his shop to neighboring Linwood. And he said the reason that he did that is that there's no one who was going to come to his shop and pay for a gun that was $25 more than a gun 10 minutes away outside of Seattle. So in Seattle, the gun tax kicked the shops out of town. But did it reduce the number of guns on the street? I took a look at Corp. They did a little white paper on the effects of gun taxes, and they said basically there's no evidence yet showing what effect taxing guns has on crime. But the experts I talked to generally don't think it would have a big effect on crime. You know, they say, is an extra tax going to actually prevent someone from buying a gun and go shoot someone? Probably not. But that's not stopping Tacoma from trying attacks anyway. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars. Distractions happen, but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe. 
with LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't, and a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. Welcome back. The gun tax measure that Tacoma City Council delayed voting on last night was put forward by a city councilman named Ryan Mello. He wanted to do three things by imposing this tax. One, he wants to pay for violence uh, intervention and prevention programs. And he believes that the product that a lot of these criminals are using should be the thing that's paying for it. Number two, he wants to be able to do something about guns on a local level. But this is actually a tax and not a gun control law. And third, he wants to make the price of guns higher so that they are less appealing for people to buy. Tacoma, Washington is just a few miles south of Seattle, but it's a pretty different kind of city. It's an industrial port city. It's a more blue-collar town. There's about 215,000 people that live there. It's not as far left liberal as Seattle. One of the bigger employers in town is, in fact, a gun parts maker called Mm -hmm. Aero Precision, which employs about 400 people in Tacoma, which makes this an interesting place for this gun tax to play out. I've driven through in my various stories that I've written up in Washington State. Um, Yeah, it's a much more industrial town than Seattle. A little gray, a little rainy. You got it. This past year, Tacoma has been dealing with a rise in gun violence. There's been 22 homicides This year, already last year, all of last year, there were 18. So to Ryan Mello, that was significant enough for him to do something like this. And he told me very clearly in the interview, he said, you know, I can't ban assault rifles here. I can't limit certain types of ammo. I can't tell people how to store their guns because that would be, he wouldn't be allowed to under state law. But what he can do is pass a tax like this. Like Seattle, Tacoma plans to use the money it raises through the gun tax to fund programs aimed at reducing gun violence. Ryan Mello, the councilman there, was saying that, you know, it could go to anything from domestic violence prevention programs to gang intervention programs to even, you know, overtime for cops, that sort of thing. He estimates that this is going to bring in thirty dollars to $40,000 a year. So to be sure, that's not that much money. But gun store owners in Tacoma are angry. We talked with Dan Davies. He and his wife own Mary's Pistols and have so for the past decade and a half there in Tacoma. It's a small shop, you know, from what we heard from people, a rather inviting gun shop for people to come in, first-time buyers and that sort of stuff. And what Dan told me is that this tax is going to be the thing that puts them out of business. He said no ands, ifs, or buts. He said if they wanted to stay in business, they'd have to move to another city, but they don't have the money to do that. And as he said, they're getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, In other words, they're nearing retirement and they think this is going to hurt their sales, so they'll just close up shop. Exactly, exactly. And the other uh, gun dealers in town have said very much the same thing. Everyone's saying that they're going to have to close up shop. Aero Precision, the big gun parts maker, is actually getting involved in this fight, too. It doesn't appear the tax would actually affect them because they don't sell retail. They sell to other uh, gun makers around the country and that sort of stuff. But they have stepped into the fight saying they're opposing it and are now considering all their options. Considering all their options, meaning that maybe they'll even move away from Tacoma. 
Yeah, what's interesting actually is some of the biggest gun groups are getting involved in this fight too. You have the uh, National Shooting Sports Foundation, which represents all gun manufacturers in the whole country. They're getting involved in this fight. The NRA is getting involved in this fight. Uh, I think the gun industry is worried that other cities will take the same path as Tacoma. That's exactly why there was such a scene at the Tacoma City Council meeting last night. Because there's a feeling that what happens there could impact what happens in the gun debate nationally. I think what it says about the overall struggle for gun control is that after these mass shootings, after, you know, these horrific events that are broadcast all over the country, a lot of local cities want to do something. And so now maybe they see this as a way to do something. Now, to be sure, this hasn't been studied. You know, we don't know if it's actually effective, and the results from Seattle are quite mixed. But still, I I think liberal cities will find this approach appealing. It sounds like the city of Tacoma and even this room last night where this vote was being held kind of became a bit of a microcosm for the national gun debate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you had people on both sides. And I think there is really something about the essence of the gun debate going on here. Right on the one side, you have the folks proposing the tax. And what they're saying is that every person buying a gun and every gun dealer should contribute to the costs created by gun violence. And on the other side, you have gun owners and gun shop owners. They're saying, look, I use my gun responsibly. I don't go out and shoot people. Why should I have to pay for the costs created by criminals? And this is a common thread throughout all debates over gun control throughout the United States. And so what will it mean if it doesn't pass? To the bigger debate, I guess. I mean, the biggest takeaway for me, it's just really interesting that you see this evolution of the battle between cities who are wanting to do something about guns and their battle against these state prohibitions that have been preventing them from doing so. And and they've finally hit upon something, a tax, that um, allows them to get around that. So if it doesn't pass in a city like Tacoma, which while it's, you know, more working class in Seattle, still very liberal, I think other cities might look at that and say, huh, maybe that's something we won't do. But if it does pass, I think you might see other liberal cities follow them. That's all for today, Wednesday, October 30th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.